Narrative. Vision. Film. Cinematography. Storytelling. Music. Digital media. Scarlet Media. You're listening to 50mm, a Scarlet Media lens. Join us as we discuss our perspectives on digital media, filmmaking, and storytelling that inspires us. Script writing can be the most important and yet most difficult part of putting together a video or film. In this episode, Finley chats with team members Wallace and Megan about the highs and lows of writing and putting together a story. They share how their approaches change or don't change depending on what kind of project they're doing and how and when to embrace feedback from others. If you've ever struggled with a script or just want to pick up some tips from other writers, this is the episode for you. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to 50mm Scarlet Media Podcast. Today, we are joined by Wallace and Megan. Say hi. Hi. Hey, guys. So today, we're going to talk about script writing. And I really love the topic of script writing just because I think it's like you can talk about it forever just because it's something that there's no one way to approach a script. And I find that's really exciting, but can also be really infuriating. Um, So let's just hop right into our conversation how is it writing for a job, like, say, for when you're working at on Scarlet Media versus, like, writing either shorts or, like, your narrative work or your documentary stuff? Like, what are some of the major differences and similarities? Um, well, I found with writing for work, normally there is a very clear direction for the project and what needs to be included. So when writing a script, um, we know what has to go into it. But with writing my own narratives and shorts... I do have a plan going into it, but I find that as I'm writing, I it always changes. Like my initial plan is always different because I think of new ideas as I'm writing and um but yeah, I think that's like the major difference. It's funny how like with writing prompts, you feel like I know exactly what I'm going to do, but with some of the more like the non-specific prompts, like just make a short, you get really stuck a lot easier than with the prompts. Do you find yes. that? Yes. Oh, yeah, really? definitely. Mhm. Wallace, what do you think? I would have to get to say, I find when um, I'm writing for work, I actually have a harder time than when I'm writing something for fiction because it's like Megan said, you do go into work with a very clear direction and purpose. But to me, in my head, it makes what I write, I have to make it a lot more specific and targeted to whatever audience. But when I'm writing fiction stuff just naturally that flows, I feel a lot less stressed about it at least because I can just let it go anywhere. So like that, that letting it change as I'm writing it is actually comforting for me because I'm like, okay, I may not have wanted to start with this before I've ended it. It's fine because I just let it happen. But then when I'm writing for work, it has to stay on track. I can't let myself deviate too much. And I have to use very specific language when I'm writing for work and not get too out of one lane or the other. So while I, while I enjoy doing both, I actually do find writing for work at least a bit harder for me. That's really funny, Wallace. Sometimes I feel like I am too free writing with the work stuff. And then when I show our boss, Laura, she's like, you know, this is good, but it's absolutely insane and is n- not what I asked you to do. So you need to rewrite it. <laughs> but um, what I always think is important is she always tells us, like, when you write a script, like, A, what's the conflict? Mm-hmm. And, like, B, what are, like, the solutions? So... I find that, like, the corporate videos can get, like, very dry really easily. So for me, like, when I'm writing the script, I always think back to, like, well, what's the conflict here? And it can be as simple as, like, the conflict is the viewer doesn't know 
how to um, open a document. Mm -hmm. It can be as simple as that. And then from there, you get you can create something interesting. Kind of leads me into my next question, which is what part of the writing process stays like consistent for you from like script to script? Uh, I always do outlines before both scripts, um, like whether it's for work or my own narrative work. What do your outlines look like? Uh, for work, I normally outline what we have to complete in the video and like what the direction that we have to go in. And then for my versus my narrative work, I write all the things that I want to happen, especially to my main character, like how I want my character to grow and um, change throughout. So those are like main bullet points. And then under it, I write like the actions that have to happen. And I do the same thing with work. If it's how to right now I'm working on a video like how to get a video off your phone to your computer so I was writing okay in the beginning I gotta do the outline of it and explain it in the video and then go through what we the order in the order that we have to show it that sounds really helpful that is really helpful I should probably do something like that I don't do something <laughs> like I do something like that sometimes for um stuff that like has been an idea in my head for a long time I'll end up doing an outline for but if I have like a random idea that I really just want to put out there, what I end up what ends up staying consistent for me for script to skip is I end up writing a lot of stuff leading up to a scene I already pictured in my mind ahead of time. So like a lot of my stuff ends up being like really leading up to one moment that I really want to be in there. And how we get there might change from place to place, but usually there's like I'm always like stuck on, okay, I've thought of this scene. This has to be in a script somehow or another. And if I have to change a little bit later, fine, but I at least want it to be written down. And that ends up staying from script to script when I write it. So Wallace, for you, you're like creating like almost like like goal posts and then like you have to create the parts in between, right? Yeah, that's basically yeah, that's actually a perfect way to think about it. It's like there's a goal post I want to reach, and while I might not know where what's after the goal post or before it, I at least want to get to these goal posts because that's where maybe like the emotion in my head really comes to like a height. Or um, it's just maybe just something really cool that I really want to be there. Do you have any examples of like when you had like a difficult time coming up with like the transition between those big moments for you? Yeah, um, I think a good one would be there. Was, so one for something I personally written was I had written this like little short film that I just had an idea for around like just some really crazy way of doing therapy and the big moment that I really wanted to be in, or two of the big moments I really wanted to be in, that was this reveal of the mom kind of like coming to terms with the family member's death, like finally coming to terms with it. And then like this other moment, almost like a, a society commentary of like, hey, the therapy costs too much. And there's another therapy that would have been better for her, but it's like out of her reach because of how much it costs. Um, even though it's just like an extra five or ten minutes, something really small like that, but like not small at the same time. And I was having a really hard time trying to figure out how to like smoothly transition to that because the way I wrote it the first time felt really weird in that there was this really emotional moment and I realized going back and looking at it, I almost downplayed it too quickly. Like I said, the motion happened and then I just like cut it off really quickly like, hey, you have to move on now. And while I wanted that to be part of the point, I did it like too harshly at the time. I was like, okay, no, now it's like no longer making a commentary. Now it's like, feels like bad writing instead. And I kind of had to rework that a couple of times. Uh, showed it to a friend because friends are always very helpful in reading your work, I've realized. 
but um, I ended up finding a nice medium at some point where it was just like giving it like a few more lines of dialogue and like a smoother transition, figured out helping it out. That's great. Um, that kind of leads me to my next question, which is what is it like to collaborate on scripts, whether it be working with someone like a, like a writing partner or just showing it off to your friends and getting feedback? I really like it. It just has its caveats sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like um, when I'm doing with a friend, or I guess that's the hard part. When I first when I first start showing stuff off to people, it's always like a weird period of like, okay, it's like it's like it's a, it's almost like you like go on a date with someone. Like, okay, let's feel each other out. How what's your style? How exactly do you like doing things? And um, it's cool. And then it's really nice if you stick around because then you have this person you can reliably go to knowing that their stuff's good that they like your stuff and like, you can get honest feedback from them and it's not just like cr- critical stuff but it's like hey i really like you did this i didn't like this as much but i think there's a way to do it here and that's really cool um where i find it really hard to collaborate with people when there's too many people sometimes or oh, maybe yeah. it's just like not everyone's goals are in the same place like not everyone has the same end point in mind and not even as in what the ending of the story is, because that can change no matter who you're talking to, but more like the theme or tone they're going for doesn't match when it, is what I mean. So like it becomes more of a whole story issue rather than the literal ending of the story. Totally, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, especially um, like in the work setting, collaborating, um, like fewer people is the better. And then, but that is like collaborating on projects for work there's not as much room I feel like for differing opinions because you really got to do the same thing unless it's like you can be really creative with the project um but yeah I found when working on scripts with a partner and stuff um it can be difficult to really decide because like you have your own opinion and then other people have their opinions so then you gotta like meet in the middle and there's a lot of ego involved in script writing too even if like you try not to let there be ego involved because like it's like your creative ideas. It's like your baby, and then someone else is like, "Here are all the flaws with your child." It's kind of hard to hear. <laughs> it kind of is exactly what it's like. It's hard. Definitely. Like you, like you. Of course, you want to remove yourself so you can get honest feedback. But then there's always a small part of you that's like, "Well, I wanted to be like this for a reason," you know. <laughs> like, like um, <laughs> yeah. you still want to listen to people, of course. But it, it, there is like that, like small sense of like, "Oh, it's hmm, not what I wanted." How do you both give feedback? Like, do you have, like, a process with people, or is it more just, like, you're writing down notes as you're going along? Definitely writing down notes as going along. Um, in, especially in, um, when I took our senior thesis class, and I know, Finley, you're in that now, and um, when people are reading their scripts aloud in class and talking about their ideas, definitely when they're reading it or I'm reading it at home for homework, um, like, the minute I see something, I write it down, and then... I guess see how the conversation goes during class to see if I need to say my <laughs> feedback or not. But yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with the writing notes down part. I, like I said before, I try to make a real point of um, highlighting stuff that I really like in addition to stuff that I would like mm, yes. want to see change because I do think there's like a habit of people to sometimes slip into just saying negative things not because they don't like your work at all but it's just that whenever someone thinks of the word critique it's very quick to be like oh i just have to tell them what they should fix rather than what they should keep and i think people forget that you need both of those things to be in that review so that someone's not changing what was good in order to fit the stuff that you told them was bad 
So yeah, no, definitely taking notes and just kind of highlighting both parts of someone's work. Um, I don't think there's a specific process I have past that, really. Maybe just, if anything, also asking the person ahead of time if there's something they want me to pay attention to. Like, mm-hmm. I know artists always have artist statements sometimes um, before the final product of like, hey, this is what I want you to pay attention to when editing this. And so if that's given to me, then yeah, I'll focus on what they asked me to focus on. Yeah, that's, that's, I've never considered that before, like, telling someone or even asking someone, like, what do you want me to look out for? Like, what are some areas that you feel like you need some help with or, you know, stuff like that. That can be really helpful. I'm going to start doing that. Um, For me, when I get, like, when someone asks me to read their script, I always try to, like, go through the whole thing with them from beginning to end. Mm. Because, like... Even when you're going over, say, like, a simple scene that you think is, like, good, you may, like, read it back and the and the author may be like, oh, that's not what I intended with the scene or, like, oh, it's not as, like, strong as I thought it would be. So I think that's important to just be, like, really specific with the details. Yeah. But also, I have conflicted feelings about this, but what do you guys think about when you give, like, solutions or, like, advice for, like, changing a scene? Because sometimes for me, some people will be like, you need to change the scene to involve a pirate. And I'll be like, that's genius. But then some people will be like, you need to change the scene to involve like time travel. And I'll be like, you are the dumbest person I've ever met. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Um, yeah, I definitely have been in class and received feedback. And then as I'm writing it down, I'm like, I'm not sure about this. But I'll, I'll like maybe keep it in mind. But I definitely, I think another thing I want to mention is... um. Like when you receive feedback, you don't have to do everything that they say because uh, especially my senior thesis class, I was everyone in terms of editing, not writing, but this can go both ways, that I tried to make all the edits that they people said because I valued everyone's opinions. But then in the end, it was it, it wasn't working because I was getting all these different kinds of opinions and I just got to really focus on like what you want to do. And so that definitely involves writing, too. So. Yeah, I guess like really think about how their opinion would change your script and how you want it, like where, how, what direction you really want your script to go. Yeah, I, that's so true, Megan, honestly. Like I definitely had no definitely of like when I was in the creative writing class last semester, that's like a big thing, like a, like a great group of people that I really liked actually getting feedback from. But it is that thing of like just, just because someone's given their opinion, their opinion's always valid. It's just that you don't always have to use it. And it doesn't mean their opinion yes. is invalid. It just means it's just not what your story needs. And um, kind of to like go of what you asked, Finley, it kind of is what you said, like with the pirate versus the time travel example. It always comes down to how good the idea is in my head. Like sometimes I'll write a story and it'll be like, this is what I really want it to be. That's cool. But if the idea is good enough, I will never mind it. And that's a weird thing to say because then you're like, well, then that's not real. There's not really a hard set rule for that then. And I think that's like just kind of the truth of it all is like there's not really hard rule of when i'm okay with someone just like offering me a solution it really just comes down to how good the solution is that's really true when you say there's like no hard stop rule i feel like that can be applied to a lot of different screenwriting like tips and tricks like there's like i said like there's no one well there's more than one way to skin a cat to put it nicely (laughs) um i just to wrap up that bit of the conversation um I'm going through that same thing, Megan, where, like, I received a lot of notes on my script and I implied all of them. Yeah. 
And I'm not like blaming other people for how bad my script is, but there, <laughs> I think I, I wasn't fielding like the, the critiques and the recommendations enough to know like what I should stick with and what I shouldn't. So I just like, I'm trying to please everyone. And now I feel like I'm pleasing no one. Right. So Definitely. that's, that's really tough. Um. So yeah, keep keeping true to what you want, I feel like is good is a kind of a good way to keep yourself on track. How do you channel certain genres when you're writing? And what do you keep in mind when you're writing within a genre? It's like I said, I I always end up writing a lot of stuff that's like comedy slash drama stuff, or like I I try to talk about serious topics with comedy in mind, because I think that's just how I view life a lot of the times. So when I'm channeling stuff to write about that, I always try and start from my own experiences first, um, good and bad for both of, for all of them, and then like go from there. So that's a lot of re- reminding myself how I felt in certain moments, um, and then trying to understand other perspectives of people in other moments too. So trying to see all angles of like an event because I think you can get more funny material out of that way <laughs> um, when you have multiple perspectives. And I guess from that standpoint, I also try to do what's relevant at the same time, or at least stuff that I know well enough to feel comfortable writing about it. Because that's the other thing with that kind of stuff. When you talk about serious topics, you never want to make the wrong group the brunt of a joke, and you never want to ever devalue or legitimize someone's experiences, too. Like, you know, comedy jokes with serious topics should be like, meant to inform people or if there is a bad guy in a situation point at the right bad guy because there are right bad guys um so that's kind of like how i at least try to go about writing with that genre it's fun at the very least though (laughs) it's always fun that's really interesting i think it's interesting that you think of it like ethically like the ethics of comedy I try to. It's because I'm, like comedy is weird because it's one of those things that like it's something that's under fire a lot because it's always ch- it's like the rules are always changing of what's okay to say, what's not. But I also think that's really important that it's under fire a lot because I think comedy is one of the best ways to talk about something serious because it's one of the only ways something serious ever gets talked about at first. Like a lot of, because a lot of the times when people talk about something, you can't ever, it's really uncomfortable for people to start it as like a hard, this is the issue. It's really hard to do that for people. So when you make jokes or at least make it a little bit light, it's easier to ease them into it. And it's a like better transition. Um, or in some cases, comedy is the only way stuff gets talked about. It's like sometimes you have to joke about something enough until someone's like, huh, that's kind of true. That like hit home for some reason. And then you look more into what the joke was about and you're like, oh, okay, there's an issue here and take it from there. So I think understanding the ethics about what you're joking about are really important because I think it has a bigger effect than people let on um, or at least what people realize. That's really that's really interesting to consider. I've never really thought about it that way, but it's definitely some good food for thought. I think... For me, I have a lot of trouble with channeling too much certain genres slash modes when I'm writing. Then I get into my head. Like, I think I, I overanalyze and I think too much about, like, like say, like, there's a movie that I really like. um The Muppet movie, let's just say. Like, 
and I'm like, oh, I want to make a movie like the Muppet movie. So then I write something and then I'm just like, I'm just writing the Muppet movie. It's too much like that. So then I like <laughs> think about another movie to think about. And I'm like, well, if I combine these two things and that'll be better. But then I feel like I'm getting nowhere. So for me, like, I really try to stick with um, like my own personal experiences and try not to let too many other things like color my writing process because then I get too in my head. It's something I have to learn to, like, not train myself to do. I think to wrap up, do you guys have any, like, favorite writers or anything or any, like, scripts you read to, like, be like, oh, yeah, that's how you write a script? I kind of just take movie scripts off of the internet, off of what I can find. Like, I have a running list of movie scripts on just my computer that I keep to, like, reference and be like, okay, this is how you do it. Um... I think right now, yeah, I opened. I got Eternal Sunshine, The Spotless Mind on there because that's one of my favorite movies. I have Mean Girls on there because it was available. <laughs> I have I have The Truman Show. Uh, it follows. I have a lot of stuff on here, um, of varying like just different genres because I just like seeing what's like different. I even have the biopic straight out of Compton on here. That's fun. I didn't even realize I had that. But um, so I guess having one specific writer in mind, I do not. <laughs> have that I that's guess, okay yeah i guess it just goes off of people that i probably like rewatch a lot like i like you know what i like watching bo burnham a lot of stuff i like a lot of his stuff from mm-hmm. stand-up comedy and i also love the movie eighth grade um i don't have one favorite writer but what i do like to do is watch um movie scenes and clips of from my favorite movies and then like really pay attention to the dialogue and then, um, like, for instance, like, Goodwill Hunting has, I love that film, and it has a lot of great dialogue, and, um, and, like, watching specific scenes and really watching, like, how it plays out and really focusing on the dialogue, I think is really helpful. Totally. I have to say, I had an internship over the summer where I was, like, reading scripts for, like, a production company, and, like, from, that was usually be submitted from, like, you know, not, like, no one that was like, uh, for lack of a better term, like name brand. And I found that looking back at my scripts I was writing during that internship, they were actually a lot better because I was reminding myself like, oh, how do you write a script? Because it's such like a specific and weird form. Mm-hmm. And like now I find I have to like go back and read some scripts to remind myself how to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think definitely reading more and more scripts like help. All right. So. I really enjoyed this conversation with you, and I feel like I gleaned a lot from it. So thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Catch us next week. Bye. 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 Thank you for joining us on 50mm, a Scarlet Media lens. Scarlet Media is a student media team operating from Rutgers Division of Continuing Studies Media Services. To learn more about Scarlet Media, Check out the Media Services website at tvstudio.ruckers.edu. We hope you'll join us next time.